I am notorious for saying inappropriate things, and that catches a lot of attention. <laughs> it's business and beyond. Yep. We're going to get real, man. Let's do real it. Real talk, real people. And I started saying things like, if you're a salesperson, we're, we're the same, the same person. person. Every salesperson that was out there started screaming, I feel you, man. Are you I sure you're have not that confusing car? inspiration with jealousy? We'll go halfway in, okay? We're gonna I'll meet you halfway. create a new word? We'll say... Inspirelacy. <laughs> I like that. Inspirelacy. <laughs> Why were you working two jobs at such a young age? And it was because I had a cocaine habit mm -hmm. that really was detrimental to my growth. How do you stand out in a sea of the same? You build a personal brand that is different than everything else that's out there. Out there. Out there. Out there. Welcome to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I am Ronnell Richards, the creator and host of Business and Bourbon. We bring in professionals at all stages of their career to have real talk. We talk about the things that you're not going to hear on other podcasts. I want you to succeed. And I understand that in order to succeed, we have to get into some things that, quite frankly, people just normally aren't so comfortable talking about, but they're necessary for your success in business and entrepreneurship. Today's episode, we get realer than we ever have. And so I want to make sure that before you listen to the episode, you understand what it is that we're going to talk about. We talk about personal branding in this episode, which is something that should be important to every professional out there. If you're in the business world, you need to be thinking about your personal brand. And then we move into something far, far darker, but real, very real. And this is something that statistics say affect every single one of us out there, whether it is directly or indirectly, we are all touched by substance abuse in the professional world, whether that be illegal substances or legal substances. It is a real issue and a real problem that we are all touched by. So we wanted to make sure that we did a show where we talked about that. We brought in Mr. James Buckley, and to Mr. Buckley's credit, prior to the show, I sat James down and I said, hey, look, what is on the table and what isn't on the table? We want people to talk authentically, authentically and from the heart. So we have to make sure that before you get on the show that you know what you're signing up for and that you're okay with that. And to his credit, he said, you know what? I know that my story is going to help people and will resonate with people. And I applauded that. And so I'm very happy to bring him to the Business and Bourbon show. Now, with that said, I want to leave everyone with, if you are dealing with substance abuse issue or mental health issue, I want to leave you with a hotline to call. Get help, okay? Get help. You're not alone. And that hotline is 1-800-662-4357. And that is for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. With all that said, it's time for the show. So I want you to grab your favorite glass, grab your favorite mug, your favorite cup, pour in your favorite beverage, whatever that may be. If it is bourbon, if it is coffee, if it is kombucha, I don't judge. <laughs> pour whatever you want to pour in there, pull up a seat, and enjoy a little business and bourbon. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I am your host, Ronnell Richards. I am here hanging out in King and Duke in the heart of Atlanta. I'm looking out the window, and it's beautiful. I'm looking at the Buckhead. I don't know what they call this, the Buckhead Center or something, but Christian Dior and all the other 
brands of affluence and it's cool because it's really like motivating it's cool to look around and see all this great commerce going on around us so Anyway, here at King & Duke, if you haven't been, if you're in the city of Atlanta, make sure you get there. You'll probably see me at the bar enjoying a drink <laughs> um, or having one of their great entrees. Really dope place. So make sure you get through here if you're in Atlanta. Today, I am so excited to, to introduce this guy that I've got on the pod. Um, he's someone that I've admired from afar for what he does with his personal brand, um, which is super powerful. Um, he's a corporate guy, so a lot of you guys can identify with because a lot there's a lot of folks I get questions all the time from people that are asking me, hey, you know, I'm in corporate, I work for this company, that company. How important is my personal brand? How do I build it? Um, this guy's been he, really masterful at building his own personal brand, but we're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to get into the weeds, and we're going to talk about his journey because this guy's super interesting. So, with that said, I'm going to introduce. Mr. James Buckley, and welcome to the Business and Bourbon Podcast, my friend. Man, thank you so much, Ronnell. This is uh, something I've been waiting for for a long time. You and I have been connected. All your life, right? Well, you and I have been connected for about a year, and that's a long time for me to be following somebody <laughs> without meeting them in person. Yeah. So when we met recently in yes. Las Vegas in person on Chance, I just was floored. that I, I, I remember turning around to you and saying at the, at the breakfast table, uh -huh. I can't believe you're standing in front of me right now. Was, was that prior to the drinks or afterwards? Because I know... Um... That was definitely before. The drinks afterwards, I remember texting you and saying, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. That means a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm flattered. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now back to you. So <laughs> why don't we go ahead and start and just let our audience know a little bit about who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So some of you. Oh, hold me. on. I am sorry. Oh. You know what? We're breaking the cardinal rule here. We sure are. What the hell are you drinking, my I friend? I know. I am drinking a Redbreast 12 year. Yes. It's, it's an Irish whiskey. I spent time in Ireland early last year. If you've not been to Ireland, Put it on your bucket list. Uh -huh. Definitely check out. Drink the whiskey, not, don't eat the food. Is that's what I hear. I Actually, know. the food was fantastic, and was we'll it? talk. We can talk a little bit about what I learned about the food there. But I never had a bad meal, and every single drop of whiskey I had was fantastic. So nice. do yourself a favor and make it out to Ireland and enjoy some good whiskey. Nice. Okay, on the list. Yeah. All right, back to you, my friend. Well, you want to tell them what you're drinking? Oh yeah. Ooh. Well, I've had too much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> only had one drink so far. Um, I am drinking a, a, this is called a Surfer on Acid, and it's not the typical drink that I would order. However, here at the King & Duke, the beverage manager, Clark Anderson here, who is a good friend to the, of the program, has crafted this drink, and it has Jägermeister in it, which is something that normally would never touch my lips. However, they've managed to class it up, and they've got some infused this and some tea, flower, I don't know, some flowers, and I, there's a lot of stuff in there. If you get to Atlanta, get to the King & Duke, because they really take pride in these drinks, and so they've done a whole lot with this, and I don't know everything they've done, but it's delicious, and I'm enjoying it, and I never thought I would say that about a drink that has Jägermeister in it. Jaeger's definitely an acquired taste, for those of you that don't know. Jaeger is German for hunter, uh -huh. Meister is German for master, so it's actually hunt master. Uh, that's uh -huh. what Jägermeister translates to. Hunt master. All yeah. right. Alex Trebek will appreciate Jeopardy that. Jeopardy knowledge. I'm full of it. <laughs> All right, my friend. So tell us what you're doing now. 
Yeah, so right now I'm working for a company called Ringlead. Shout out to my family at Ringlead. What we do is big data management. So our aim is to help with marketing and sales alignment using the data that you already have. So we do things like remove duplicate records from your CRM. Um, we enrich your data so that mm -hmm. you always have the most up-to-date contact information and firmographic information on companies that you might be doing business with or prospecting. Yeah. And then we also do lead generation. So we provide you with the contact information that you might need to be able to make an impact in your industry. Awesome. So if, if that's something that falls under your umbrella, it's definitely a data-focused industry today in business. Most businesses make decisions based on their data. Data and analytics. That's right. So we focus on that area, and it's done me really well. I'm very fortunate to be involved in the Salesforce ecosystem. Yep, and, and as a matter of fact, I understand that your favorite drink. What is your favorite drink? Your so favorite my whiskey? favorite whiskey is the Yellow Spot. Yes, um, which is expensive. So <laughs> this guy is doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> the Yellow Spot is an Irish whiskey from a distillery called Mitchells & Sons. And uh, Jameson just recently purchased that distillery, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's delicious. It um, is pretty good. I, I had it for the first time with you. Yeah, in, in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yes, yeah, that's and right. It was really good. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I that I feel is super important to the audience, and the reason why I wanted to, part of the reason I wanted to bring you on, is that you have really created a super powerful personal brand, and. People in corporate don't necessarily understand the importance of building a personal brand and what that means to them in their career. And yeah. I, I have people that ask me about this all the time. Like, okay, what should I, I work for this big company and should I be focused on branding as well? And man, I tell them 100% every single time. And so tell us a little bit about your personal brand and kind of, I, I want to share share the journey with that. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, your, what's your, your catchphrase? What is yeah, your so, so you might know me better on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty well known as James Say What Sales Buckley. Hashtag Say What Sales, my catchphrase that I end all my videos with. Uh, I Can we say, change that to Say What? Say What? <laughs> so that's kind of why I chose that was, number one, it has a really nice alliteration to it so it's very catchy but the other part of it is that I am notorious for saying inappropriate things and that catches a lot of attention so I people say say what like it's amazing say what sales like I I will catch somebody's attention by saying something that is totally outside of the box and different so you remember me forever yeah that's like the name of the game right I want you to know who I am when I call you so when I say a video, when I put a video, a one-minute video out, my catchphrase that I end all my videos with is, if you're a salesperson, we're the same person. Mm -hmm. And I need that because I want people that are in sales to know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. That was part of my journey was that I was thrown to the wolves. My trainer, Zach Metters, God love him. God bless you, Zach Metters. You are, Shout out to Zach Metters. You are incredible. I don't uh, know you, but I'm sure you're a good dude. He was really good about saying to me, you're on your own in this. Mm -hmm. You've got to build what you need to be successful on your own. So when I would ask him a, a question that I should already know the answer to, he would say, well, let me Google that for you. What? And I thought to myself <laughs> at the time, what a jerk, right? Yeah. I can't believe I work for this guy. It turned out to be the best thing for me because yeah. I stopped asking him questions he made I should you already go know. Get the answers. That's right. And and it really changed the way I did business. That's what's up. I like that. Yeah. And so one of the things I want to bring attention to where you've created the slogan and all that, and I think some people think, oh, slogan cheesy, whatever. Here's the thing about that. People will always remember 
people will always remember. They yep. know, say what says. That's James. Matter of fact, when I was in Vegas <laughs> and I ran into you, this guy in the middle of a conference hall said something, and I heard like a half a dozen people out there say what, say what, <laughs> say what sells. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, that's right. It's funny. I I, I do Dreamforce every year. Dreamforce, if you don't know, is a giant. Salesforce conference in San Francisco, 250,000 people crammed into the Bay Area, all looking to learn something about growth. Yes. Uh, and I think growth is such an interesting concept in business today. I talk about this a lot because it's an irony that we live with. Every company, everywhere, no matter your size, big, small, medium, doesn't matter. You're asking yourself, how do I get to the next level? How do I do more, be more, affect more people's lives? And sales reps, SDRs, business development reps everywhere are calling you and saying, I want to help you get there. And we're programmed to say, take me off your list and stop calling me. I'm All not day. interested. Yes. And I don't understand this paradox. Okay. I want to bring it back real quick. I want sure. To, I want to bring it back because we're going on. We're going to talk. You're the sales guy. I get it. A lot of people that are listening to our podcast aren't salespeople, right? Right. I want them to understand the importance of building that personal brand. So okay. as it relates to you, I've seen that I've seen you build your brand yeah. and I see how marketable that's made you. Yep. Um, there are companies out there that are looking at you and they look at you as a sales expert and yeah. they want you to be part of their team. Yep. Um, this is something that I've had, I've had talks actually with my wife about who's not in sales. She's not in business. She's a chemist. But I say, look, if you establish yourself as that voice, that person, like you've done, James, right. people are going to come to you for that. Your, your opportunities will come for come That's to you as story. well. But in addition to that, you also are letting the world know. You, I mean, you're exposing them to your talent and your craft, whether that is sales, like you, or if it's something else. If you're not taking control of your brand and your online presence, you're missing out. Everyone doesn't have. I mean, you're you're a charismatic guy. Yeah, right? that's true. And you know, you're great on video, you're great presenting, all yep. that sort of thing. Everyone doesn't have that's, that, I know right? exactly what you're saying. But that's okay. Yep. You have to still participate. Put sure something do. out there. Put Whether that be a blog, whether that be um, just regular LinkedIn content, whatever, that lets companies know, hey, this is who I am, and I'm an authority on this, and you're going to give yourself a leg up. Wouldn't you agree? I would. I would agree 100%. I think people don't don't realize that the first thing somebody does when they decide whether or not they're going to speak to you or engage with you is look you up. Mm -hmm. And when they don't see anything, there's no reason for them to get back to you. So I talk to people all the time that want to start building their personal brand. And I always ask them the same question, what's stopping you right now? Mm -hmm. And they never have an answer. I've never had anyone be like, well, I want to wait until, and then there's <laughs> a good thing right there afterwards. I'm always quick to say, I don't hear anything that sounds like it's stopping you. Mm -hmm. We live in this world where you can turn your phone around, your camera on your phone around, mm -hmm. and capture a moment. I grew up in the 90s when that wasn't possible, mm -hmm. where cold calling was the only way yes. to do sales. Door to door was where you were stuck mm -hmm. if you were a sales professional. So when you look at it from that perspective and you think about change, your personal brand is exactly what the world is looking for. You have a buyer persona out there that relates to you. Focus on that vertical. Mm -hmm. My job is to help salespeople sell using the data that already exists. 
because of that, I need them to relate to me. Yep. So when I created hashtag say what sales and I started saying things like, if you're a salesperson, we're, we're the same, the same person. person. Mm-hmm. Every salesperson that was out there started screaming, I feel you, man. Mm-hmm. I understand what you go through every day and I know your routine and we should collabo yes. and make something awesome happen together. Mm-hmm. And that opened the door for conversation. So for what I it's it. worth, you've got to start being yourself out there online. Step into the light and stop living in the shadows of what other people think. Yep doesn't matter what they think. What matters is what you think and what your sphere of people you keep around you think about your success mm-hmm. and how they can help you get there. I could probably go on about yeah, this for and, hours. And again, just straight from a, a business perspective, okay, listen, I am in corporate or I work for whomever I work for. What is the benefit to me and participating in LinkedIn. And let's be clear, when I talk about social media and I talk about your digital presence, um, I'm not talking about Facebook. I'm not talking about Instagram. I'm not talking about the the fun social media pieces. I'm talking about LinkedIn. LinkedIn was a basically a, a portal for putting your resume on for quite some time. Um, and it still is. However, it has evolved and it's given it's giving you the ability to evolve with it. If you're just putting your resume on LinkedIn, you are missing out because you have competitors that are doing more. They and that's going to give them the leg up. We have how many people in this country? We've got 300 million people in this country. We got 400 million profiles on LinkedIn. 400 million. Your resume is nice, right? But guess what? There's like three dozen other people that have the exact same resume as yeah. you. So what are you doing to separate yourself from those? So building that personal brand. And again, I want to reiterate, everyone is not James Buckley. Everyone can't make videos also, but you have to participate, create or participate rather in the brand. Make make sure that your profile's good. You're getting pictures like from my man, Nick, Nick F. Nelson. Make sure that your... Uh, Shout out to Nick. <laughs> what's up, Nick? Make sure that your profile is tight get branded make sure that everything that you're doing everything you can to give yourself an upper hand so check this out james i know we could talk we could continue to talk about this because this is a great topic but i'm going to tell you what the people that listen to business and bourbon don't just listen to business and bourbon for us to talk about you know the business stuff. That's right. It's business and beyond. Yep. All right. So we're going to get real, man. Let's do real it. Real talk, real people. So as I prepare for the show, I always like to make sure that my guests you know, fill out a form and, and I look at the background, all that sort of thing. Because I know everyone that I invite to the show, but I want to know you intimately. Yeah. And um, as I'm looking at yours and you know, looking at your information, which by the way, man, you, you've been super successful. So kudos. Thank you, Thank you very much. Um, but there's a gap yeah. in your your LinkedIn information. Everything is about a five six year gap, yeah. and so I w- I want to know why. Let's let's talk about that. What's, yeah. what's up with that gap? Let's definitely talk about it. I in from 2000 to 2006, I worked at the University of Miami in uh, South Florida, and I also cooked in the South U. Florida at nights. That was my double job and people say well why were you working two jobs at such a young age and it was because I had a cocaine habit Mm -hmm. that really was detrimental to my growth I I didn't have any education I dropped out of school I had a GED that was all I had 
Uh, and my mom got me a great job at the University of Miami as a, quote, telecommunications specialist. But while I was there, I learned about Windows XP. I learned about networking. I had a great opportunity to pick up on some tech knowledge at the time that was very cutting edge. Uh, and then at, on nights, I was going and I was cooking and closing restaurant down until 3, 4 in the morning and doing blow. And um, I had an incident where I almost... I almost died. Um, I, I was, I was, I got burned at work, and my boss at the time was like, "You need to go to the hospital." When I got there, my eyes were as big as headlights. And doctors are not stupid when you're laying under those fluorescent lights. And this man said, "I'm going to do a chest X-ray just to be safe." I had gotten burned on my chin, and, it, and the grease had rolled down my uh, my chest, mm -hmm. and, and he was putting all this burn cream on my face and chest to make yeah. sure that I wasn't in pain. Of course, when you're on two eight balls, you're not feeling you're not a lot of pain. That, right? yeah. So he noticed that, of course, as a physician would. And he, he said, I'm going to do a chest x-ray just to be safe. And then he put this chest x-ray up on this light and he said, hey, you know what this giant fo NFL football shaped thing that's pushing on your rib cage is? It's your heart. And at any moment, you could die your, your heart would rupture, and there, you'd die in about eight seconds. There'd be nothing that anyone could do. Yeah. Uh, two days later, I had everything that I owned packed up on a Mayflower truck, and I moved to East Tennessee, the base of the Smoky Mountains, mm -hmm. the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Honest, full transparency, right? I tell this story a lot because I think it's about overcoming adversity and addiction. Uh, but I relapsed once when I got to Tennessee, and it was the, it was the worst cocaine I'd ever done. <laughs> And I said to myself, this is where I need to live for the rest of my life. And that's where I've been for 13 years. I've never touched it again. And I think that's incredible. So I just do. So the key, okay, listen. All right. Hey, folks, relax. Don't take things so seriously. So the key is bad cocaine. Is that the way? That's not the key. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all. But what I am saying is that that's my story of how I got away from things that were bad. I went to college in that six year gap. And I got a degree in writing communications at a small liberal arts college called Maryville College in East Tennessee, mm -hmm. in Maryville, Tennessee. Shout out to Maryville College. Shout out. Saved my life with an educational experience that just can't be replaced. Uh, what you showed me was that I was different mm -hmm. and it was okay to be different. And mm -hmm. that's what I've used. That's the lesson you gave me to be able to move forward and say, it's all right to build something on the fact that I'm different. Different is a good thing in 2019. How do you stand out in a sea of the same? You build a personal brand that is different than everything else that's out there. And I think that's what's really made me somebody that people look to for life advice, mm -hmm. for emotional intelligence, for sales advice, for career trajectory. I left a Starbucks an hour ago with a gentleman that just wanted to connect and get some value from me on perspective. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. We connected yesterday on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he needed me to tell him what made me happy was more than enough for me to meet with him and say, I'm happy to help in any way I can. If there's something that you're missing, what is it? If, if there's something you need, what is that? So, so James, that is the reason why I wanted you in my podcast, right? <laughs> like real talk. 
this is what we do. Yeah. Like a lot of people can get together and talk about how successful they are. And you're a successful guy. I've been successful. Who, who cares? Who, <laughs> who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> but, you know, there are people. First of all, thank you for sharing yeah. your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are people out there right now. And having been a career salesman myself, I've seen that. I've seen that addiction lots of times. It's right? out there. Um, and it's around all of us, whether it's prescription whether it's cocaine, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's there, yeah. And um, there's someone out there that's listening right now that's struggling, struggling with that. That's right. Um, I'm here for you. Call me 305-632-6005 if you're struggling with that. that I am here for you. That is a first. Um, but what I want people to understand is that you can move beyond that. Yes, you right? can. Like there, yes, there's, can. there is nothing that's final. There's nothing that's final except death. Yeah. Right, there's nothing that's so until you've reached that point, like you can always change the trajectory of your life and 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 your your success. And so, I wanted you to share your story because you're a guy now that's having tremendous professional success, that's right. right? And you went through a rough time, you went through some rough times, you went through a, through the addiction. And and one thing I know about addiction is that never goes away, it's always there. It's I still wake up every day after 13 years of not touching cocaine I still wake up every day mm-hmm. and put my feet on the ground and say I'm not going to do cocaine today it's yeah. the first thing I think of you know that's a tough thing that's powerful to say to people that have never been down that road but they have another road mm-hmm. they have another obstacle they have another challenge that they deal with yes and I think those challenges are just things that we can overcome they're perceived challenges they're something someone else has put in front of you and said you can't I'm here to tell you you can Mm -hmm. you know don't don't put those obstacles that other people have in front of you and think they're yours they're not they belong Mm -hmm. to those other people that have that fear so for that professional out there that is dealing with addiction um, and there are a lot especially in entrepreneurship there are a lot listen this is this is one of the dirty little secrets because (laughs) it is so hard it's so hard and so we have coping mechanisms right and for some people they they want to try to stay up and work as much as they can work or you know do things that to keep it going um it's a dirty secret i want people to know for one james like you said you're not alone and and that's that's really and i say this a lot during this podcast because i want people to understand that you're not alone like whether it's that financial challenge, that addiction challenge, where there are folks that are going through it just like you. Because one of the things getting personal for me that I found so difficult in my entrepreneurial journey is that when I was going through some very difficult times, I felt like I was on an island. When you feel like you're on an island, it's far more difficult. Like you think thoughts that you would never think normally, like, you know, maybe I don't want to be around anymore, that sort of thing. And um, this this is real talk, and so I feel that in sharing, again, it helps us all to grow, helps us all, for one, to know that, again, we're not alone, but we can also, through that shared experience, know, hey, look, maybe some of the things that I'm going through aren't that bad. I can look at James Buckley, and I can see what he's done in his professional career, and I can see how he's overcome those issues. I can look at Ronell and see the things he's overcome, and say, you know what, maybe my stuff isn't that bad, and I can achieve those same levels of success as well. It's, you know, I think we forget there are others out there that can relate. Mm-hmm. When I started Say What Sales a year and a half ago, 
largely due to, to Nick Nelson and Morgan J. Ingram and Ronell. Shout people, out. The people that I have followed for a year and a half since I started Say What Sales, I, I can tell you that Ringlead was the home for Say What Sales because when they, when they said to me, we, we want to affect people the same way, but using data or using something else, I was like, well, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The fact that we feel the same way about what business is, the relatability was what attracted me the most yes. to a company that felt the same way about what success looked like. Yes. That was what was the decide, deciding factor for me. And now, you know, not, you know, sh you, know what, I, you could say that Cirrus Insight was my platform for mm -hmm. four years to help me know where I wanted to go with my life. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for that, Cirrus Insight. And now that I've found a company that wants that to happen, mm -hmm. it's even that much more potent. So to go back to your original question about how corporate people can build a personal brand and what that looks like, stop asking for approval and start asking what you want out of life and attach your personal brand to the problems that you know how to solve mm -hmm. and give that gift to the world. And there what you'll is. find is that everyone else that has that problem knows who you are and respects the fact that you can help them get over that hurdle. That is the basis of everything we are as human beings today. And Preach. What, what value Preach. looks like. Yes, I could sir. do this all day. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So part of what we do here at Business and Bourbon is giving people a realistic view of what success looks like and yes. helping people to navigate those pitfalls and those issues and those concerns and all that stuff that we all have to deal with. But it's also, I, I want people to understand that the people that you're looking at, the people that you um, respect, whether it's myself, whether it's, it's James, whether other folks out there that we are all on this human experiment together and we are all flawed. You know, one of the things that I'm going to start a, a campaign that's going to be like, I'm going to start making t-shirts guys. And it's going to be uh, that big old circle with the X through and it's going to, and in the middle of that X, it's going to be entrepreneurial porn. Let's stop entrepreneurial porn. Okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. This is your Instagram and your LinkedIn and you got everyone in their cars and their jets and all in money and, and wearing their their um, high dollar suits and all that. Look, I've had all that, got all that, okay, did it. Uh, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> but what it doesn't do, it doesn't prepare people. Doesn't inspire for, people. Well, I would say that it does, um, but the wrong way. Like people are inspired by them. Oh my God, yeah, because I wanna have that. Are you I sure you're not confusing car. inspiration with jealousy? Uh, okay. Well. well I'll, we'll go halfway in, okay? We're going to I'll meet you halfway. create a new word. Um, we'll say... Inspirelacy. Inspirelacy. <laughs> I like that. Inspirelacy. <laughs> All right. So, but people look at that and they say, hey, look, I want to be that guy. I want to be that person. Um, what we do with our podcasts, with our videos, and all that sort of thing, is really educate people on what it really takes to be successful and, the, and what the life really is. And don't get me wrong. Listen, I have loved my career and my life as an entrepreneur. Um, I've loved the freedom, the independence that it's given me, but it's also damn near giving me an ulcer and a bunch of <laughs> other shit. Um, but um, I just like to educate people so you know what you're signing up for, for one. But beyond that, you can prepare. And through us sharing, like we're sharing here, 
people can see that get past that entrepreneurial porn and, and, and that guy that they're looking or that gal that they're looking at and saying, oh, look, their life is so great. They got all this. They got everything's fantastic. With that said, listen, um, I, I really want to thank you for coming out, man, and being part of this thing. It's been my pleasure. Uh, and, and what we always like to do when we close it out, well, it's actually really simple. I'm going to let you do it this time. Oh, because this guy is a hip-hop head, and he's got a great voice. We always end it. Well, I end it with a we out, but I'm going to let you end it. We out. 100. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So, if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening.